I want you to actively pursue the goal of doubling the revenue of your small business. Now, why would you want to double the revenue of your small business? Your, your business is doing okay. Why get greedy? Well, let me tell you why you want to actually make an aggressive plan to grow your business. The reason is 65% of small businesses die within the first 10 years. So the, the idea of doubling your business is not just about doubling the amount of revenue that you bring in. It's also about staying alive. Because if you aren't actively, actively trying to grow your business, there's a good chance you're not going to have a business for much longer. You need a clear message because without a clear message, your marketing just isn't going to work. And there's two things that you need to do in order to optimize your small business marketing. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. With that, I want to welcome you to the Business Made Simple podcast brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. This is the only podcast that coaches you through a six-step plan to grow your small business. We do that by helping you build your business like an airplane. The cockpit is your leadership. The body is your overhead. The right engine is your marketing. The left engine is your sales. The wings are your products, and the fuel tanks are your cash flow. If you master the six parts of a small business, your business will fly far and fast. Every week, you get the insight and steps you need to grow your business. I'm your host, Donald Miller. Marketing Against the Grain, hosted by Kip Bodner and Kieran Flanagan, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. If you want to know what's happening right now in marketing, what's ahead, and how you can lead the way, Marketing Against the Grain is the podcast for you. In each episode, Kip and Kieran share their marketing expertise, unfiltered in the details, the truth, and like nobody tells it to you. Here's a great episode you should check out right now. It's six AI tools that will save you one hour per day. Kip and Kieran share six AI tools that will transform the way you work while helping to scale your business to the next level. Learn how these tools will up-level you and your team with the power of AI through file organization, content marketing, memorizing your online search, and more. You can listen to Marketing Against the Grain wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's podcast producer Bobby Richards, and I'm super excited because our new book, How to Grow Your Small Business, is available starting today. That's right. It came out today. And if you haven't ordered your copy of How to Grow Your Small Business yet, that's okay. If you do it right now, you'll be able to access an exclusive launch day bonus. It's the 10x business growth plan, and you'll only be able to access this amazing tool through the end of the week. The 10x business growth plan will give you an inside peek at what it looks like to... 10x your small business without burning out yourself, burning out your team, and even risking the overall health of your small business. So if you want a blueprint on how to create fast yet sustainable growth, you'll find that in the 10x business growth plan, but it's only available through the end of the week. So order how to grow your small business and get that bonus now at growyoursmallbusiness.com. All right, you've been hearing me say your business works like an airplane for a long time. We are spending seven weeks in a row going through every part of that. Last week, we talked about your leadership and how your mission statement needs three economic objectives. If you have not listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. And today, we're going to talk about the marketing, which is your right engine of the airplane. Let me tell you, though, what you're getting out of these seven episodes. You're getting the plan 
that I used to double my business four times over. And the plan, the exact same plan, I'm going to use to double it again and probably double it again. And by that, I mean one to two million, two to four million, four to eight million, eight to 16. We actually hit 16.5, and now we're trying to go from 16.5 to 27 million. You say, Dom, those numbers are astronomical. I don't even understand you know, how I could ever get there. That's exactly what I thought. I mean, I would listen to a guy like me talking about those kinds of numbers, and I would just think there's no possible way. And uh, and what, seven years later, those are the numbers that we're hitting. In order to do that, though, you have to build an operation that is predictable, dependable. You have to have the systems and processes in place so that your company runs like a machine, so that if you go off on vacation for three weeks, you come back and the company has grown not shrunk. It's not too dependable on you. All of that has to take place. So you are on the third episode of seven episodes that cover an aggressive plan to grow your business. This all correlates with my book, How to Grow Your Small Business. Go pick that book up. Today, we're going to talk about marketing. That is the right engine of your airplane. And there's two things that you need to do in order to optimize your small business marketing. The first is clarify your marketing message. Now, that's what this company's built on. You know our story brand framework. You're probably listening to this podcast because of the story brand framework. It's a framework that helps you clarify your marketing message into seven sound bites that you use and repeat over and over on your website, your landing pages, your lead generators, your emails. If you are not familiar with the story brand framework, go grab my book Building a Story Brand and become familiar with it. You need a clear message because without a clear message, your marketing just isn't going to work. You can't just have a pretty logo and pretty brand colors and expect to make money. People buy your products because they read or heard words that make them want to buy them. And if you're not saying those words clearly, you're passing up opportunity at the cash register. Uh, you're not making as much money as you could. However, we've talked about that a great deal on this podcast. There are entire episodes devoted to that. In fact, you were so interested in the story brand framework and clarifying your message and all things marketing that we created a spinoff podcast called Marketing Made Simple that Dr. J.J. Peterson hosts. And so plenty out there about that. What I want to talk about today, though, is what to do with your clear message, because I think this is where most people drop the ball. They actually clarify their message using a story brand brand script and then they don't do anything with it. It's almost like if we clarify our message, business will come. It won't. If you clarify your message and then say that message to the public so that their ears hear it, that's the only way to grow your business. And uh, what do I mean by that? I mean, you've got to create a sales funnel and you've got to put uh, your marketing messages, your very, very clear message inside of that sales funnel. I want to walk you through several things that you can create that will dramatically increase the revenue that your business brings in. And if you haven't done these things, I'm excited for you. Because if you haven't done these things, it is low-hanging fruit. These are easy things to do that are going to make you a truckload of money. Now, if you've already done the things that I'm talking about, do them again. Uh, and you can, do, you can take me uh, from two different angles when I say do them again. Make your existing sales funnel better and sharper or Keep running your existing sales funnel and create another parallel sales funnel that uh, sells a different product or, or highlights a different revenue stream. All right, here's what you need in order to create a really great sales funnel. You need a one-liner. That's step one. A one-liner is one sentence that you can use to pique people's curiosity so that when somebody says, what do you do? 
you say this sentence and they pull out their credit card or they ask for your business card. They are very clear about what you offer and they understand whether or not they need it and maybe they even make a decision to buy it. So the first part of it is start with their problem. Second, position your product as the solution to that problem. Third, paint a picture of what life can look like if the customer buys your product. And that's it. Stop talking. Don't keep writing. Commas are not your friend. This is not a run-on sentence. If somebody asks me what I do uh, anymore, where Business Made Simple is gone, I say 65% of small businesses fail and they don't have to. It's because most small businesses owners don't know how to run a business. I have six frameworks that help them build their business the right way so it makes a ton of money and they don't crash, right? So you would know after I make that statement, Don Miller coaches small business owners and uh, if they don't want to crash their business, they should hire him. Now, in the old days, if you would have said, Don, what do you do? I would say, well, you know, it's kind of complicated. I, I was a memoirist for years. I lived in Portland, Oregon. And by the way, the food scene in Portland, Oregon, let me tell you. I, in fact, the best biscuits and gravy I've ever had are in Portland, Oregon. You'd think they'd be in the South. They're not. There's a place called Mother's. Well, I'm the, anyway, I used to hang out in coffee shops and I wrote memoirs, right? And uh, one of them kind of took off. And then in order to, to write more books, I studied story. And then I kind of leveraged that into a, a marketing framework. And but Yeah, I mean, Nobody, everybody's going, wow, Don's an interesting guy, but nobody's pulling out their credit card to buy anything from me. You see what I'm saying? And that's where we get really freaking confused. So a one-liner is incredibly important. That is the most succinct marketing tool that you can get. You want to start with that. Then you actually want to wireframe a website that works. Your website needs to be an elevator pitch. As I scroll down your website, you are selling me on buying your product. Now, this is different than the way so many entrepreneurs and, and small business leaders create their websites. They create their websites and they create sort of a clearinghouse or a junk drawer of information about the company, how we got started, employment opportunities, what kind of products we sell, uh, where we make those products. You know, that that's lovely if you're a publicly traded company and you're dependent on shareholder value. It's great as a recruitment tool. It's terrible, terrible if you're trying to sell products. So why do 65% of small businesses fail? Well, well, there's plenty of reasons, one of which they don't have one sentence that actually clarifies their offer. Two, they don't expand on that sentence in the form of an elevator pitch in on their website, on their landing page. So let me let me just give you the first four sections of a good landing page. The header. The header is at the very top. And, and here's what you're going to do with the header. You're going to answer three questions. What do we offer? How's it going to make our customer's life better? And what do they need to do to buy it? That's it. Get out of there. Don't put anything else in your header. What do you offer? I need to know what the product is. I've gone to so many websites. I spent minutes, three minutes on their website, read all about their company, and I could not tell you what they do. I couldn't tell you what they sell. You know, how does that happen? Well, you know, some creative person who's really good with Photoshop, good with Illustrator, all that kind of stuff, they create a website and they assume that everybody going to that website knows what they offer. They don't, right? And, and even if they do, you want to clarify it and you want to repeat the message of come to us for this. Then I need to know how is this going to make my life better? You know, if you're a roofer, it's going to save me money on roofing. It's going to last twice as long, and it's gonna it's gonna save me money on my my air conditioning bill. I need to know all of that in the header. Here's what we offer, and here's what you get out of it. And then I need to know how to buy it. 
And so many people use passive aggressive language. Learn more. Get started. Stop it. Stop learn more and get started. What I want you to do is actually say buy now or schedule an appointment. Uh, schedule a call. Talk to one of our reps. Make an appointment today. You want something. You want to ask for the money all over your website. Oh, I call it the cash register. That buy now button is a cash register. You want it at least twice in the header of your landing page. Top right and dead center. Top right and dead center, a different colored button. By the way, bright yellow works better than any other color. Isn't that crazy? Bright yellow works better than any You say, why? Well, usually it's a differentiated color. It stands out because you don't have a lot of bright yellow on your website. The other reason is quite simply, we're all used to shopping at Amazon, and that's what the that's what the add to cart button is on Amazon. So, you know, we're just sort of programmed to click the bright yellow button and place an order. There's a tip for you for listening to this podcast. All right. So that's your header. Now that's kind of the first date. And the first date, all you're trying to do is pique somebody's curiosity and and get a second date. Let's scroll down. Let's get into the second date. The second date is stakes. Now, this is the section right beneath the header. And I want you to go negative. I want you to explain every terrible, horrible thing that's going to happen if they don't buy your product. Now, the header was hopefully positive. Here's what you get if you do buy my product. Here's what you lose if you don't. That sort of contrast is interesting. It's narratively interesting. The header is, here's where I can take you. And the second section is, here's what's going to happen if you don't come with me. And we've got a positive pull and a negative push. And they're happening in the first two sections of the website. You can do this a bunch of ways. Uh, you can say, you no longer have to struggle with, colon, and then bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, leaky roof, high HVAC bills, gutters full of debris. Tell me what you're saving me from. And the other thing that I want you to include in the second section is the cash register. Schedule a call, right? Buy now. You're going to include that in the cash register. All right, so we've got the first two sections of our landing page. The third section of your landing page is going to be the plan. And the plan are the three steps that you might need to take in order to do business with me. Uh, the reason that you want to include three steps is you visually want the journey that you're going to take to do business with me to look easy. You know, if I need a new roof, I've got all sorts of cognitive dissonance right out of the gate. How much is this going to cost? How much time is this going to take? Are you going to be crawling around on my roof? What if we discover a bunch more stuff up there? I don't know if we have the budget for this. You know what? I'm going to deal with this next month. Well, you know, they probably are going to deal with it next month, but they might not have you in mind when they do, right? They might meet somebody at church who does roofs, and now that they're going to bounce off your website, they're going to do business with a guy at church. In order to keep their business, what you want to be able to say is, hey, don't pause. Don't wait. Don't think about it for a month. Take the first small step. Just take the first small step. Step one, call us and let us give you a quote on what it's going to cost to do your roof. Second, we'll send a crew to replace your roof. The process for a 3,000 square foot home usually takes about a week. And third, I will come to your house personally to inspect the roof and make sure this is in fact a 30 year roof and you got everything that you needed. Step one, two, three. Whenever we see those three steps laid out and it's all put very simply, we are much more likely to take a step. And think about what taking a step means. Calling you and getting a quote dramatically increases the chance that you're my roofer. Dramatically increases the chance that I'm going to get on your schedule and you're going to replace my roof and, I'm going to, and we're going to exchange some money. Where if you don't actually make the first step a baby step 
And the first step is, in fact, across the yawning chasm of me deciding that you're going to do my roof and commit to that. The chances of me taking that baby step are much greater than the chances of me jumping across this yawning chasm. So you, you just increase your orders with part three, the plan. Okay, part four, I want you to position yourself as the guide. And if you're familiar with the story brand framework, you know what this is. It's basically saying, I am the person who's going to help the hero save the day. And we've got a hero customer. They've got a leaky roof. And we want to position ourselves as the guide in the hero's story. Don't position yourself as the hero. Position yourself as the guide in the hero's story. I am the person who helps the hero get a new roof so that they live happily ever after in a home that is more efficient, you know, economically efficient, energy efficient, and also doesn't leak. The two ways that you position yourself as a guide are empathy and authority, empathy and competency. So you want to say some sort of empathetic statement. We understand choosing a roofer is a very big decision. A great deal can go wrong. We have helped over 7,000 families in our area get a new roof, and they all love it. We have a 97% satisfaction rating. What did I just do? I understand your pain, and I empathize it, and I know how to get you out of it. That one-two punch. And then, of course, you actually include the cash register, that buy now, schedule an appointment. Now, think about it. I just wireframed for you in this podcast the top four sections of your website. And you want to get started on that. I mean, if you want to increase your revenue, you want to get started on that. All right. It's finally time to close out of spreadsheets. With HubSpot CRM, you'll get real-time data at your fingertips so your teams stay in sync across the customer journey. Track your contacts and customers, send personalized emails in bulk, and get the context you need to create amazing experiences for your teams and your customers at scale all from one powerful platform. It's why more than 150,000 companies already use HubSpot CRM to run their businesses better. Plus, HubSpot's user-friendly interface sets you up for success from day one, so you can spend less time managing software and more time on what matters, your customers. There's no better time to get organized. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better and get a special offer of 20% off on eligible plans at HubSpot.com Business made simple. And now back to the show. All right. The next thing that you want to include in your sales funnel is a lead generator. A lead generator is a PDF, some sort of video series, some sort of information that people will give their email in exchange for. You've got to start collecting email addresses. I bet you 50% of people hearing my voice right now are not collecting email addresses. And I think it's key to doubling the revenue of your company. It might be the number one thing that you can do to actually double the revenue of your company is start collecting email addresses. Email marketing works. It is not going to stop working. Text messages starting to work a little bit too. Email marketing works. The, the, the return rate on the amount of money you spend on email marketing the, the last study I saw was something like 4,000 percent, 4,000 freaking percent. I built my entire company on email marketing, and you should too. So create a lead generator. And what's a good lead generator? Well, basically, you want to start to solve a problem in the territory that you own. So if you own roofing, you're going to come up with something like the um, what my new roof should cost calculator. 
I click that button. I enter the square footage of my home. I go outside. I, I count the number of peaks and valleys or whatever you want me to do. I've got one fireplace chimney that comes out of the roof and we're done. And then I choose, uh, you know, I want cedar shakes or I want uh, steel or whatever I want on my roof and we're done. And then it spits out a number. This is approximately what you should pay. But I had to give you my email address to get that information. Well, anybody who uses a new roof calculator needs a new roof, right? Nobody goes and oh, it's, have you played this awesome game? It's called the new roof calculator, <laughs> right? Let's pretend we have a 20,000 square foot home. Oh, did you see this? Nobody does that. You've got a qualified lead and you want to start, this is the next part, you want to start emailing them. Now you want to email them at least six weeks in a row, preferably 12 and preferably, preferably 52. 52 consecutive weeks. The reason is, especially with something like a roof, there's a window of time in which they're going to deal with this problem. And you don't know where they are in this window. Their wife may have just come to them and said, "Hun, I was up in the attic today and there is a pool of water in the attic. And that may be step one. The customer's going to go put some duct tape on the roof and fix it. And then they're going to start thinking about the problem. And if they go to your website and you don't have a lead generator, then nine weeks from now, when there's a big rainstorm and they realize the duct tape's not going to work, they will have forgotten you. But think about what I just said. If they use the new roof calculator, you have sent them nine emails. Now, how amazing is that? Nine different times you have branded yourself inside of my subconscious at the point when I need a roof. I am definitely calling you. However, if you don't do that, nine weeks later, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to Google a local roofing company. And unless you have the SEO to show up on top, probably not going to find you. Let's back up. You have created your one-liner. You've wireframed a website that works. You've created a lead generator. And now you're sending follow-up emails. That is called a sales funnel. And it works. It works. It works. It works. It works. It works. I am obsessed with helping you grow your business. There's nothing. I just got stopped. Oh, gosh, where was I? It was yesterday. Uh, I got stopped. At, at, I was at the grocery store and somebody pulled me aside and just said, hey, I don't mean to bother you. I don't want to be that guy. You have helped me make so much money. I literally left my job. I started a company. I was scared to death. And I just do what you say to do. And I've made so much money. That has that encouraged me so much because all these people come to you. I know what they're doing with it. They're being generous with it. They're paying for their kids' college. They're helping friends. You know, they're employing people. It's just so awesome. And I'm telling you, I'm obsessed with this, but I can't help you if you don't make a sales funnel. I just can't. Okay. At the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action from today's coaching conversation. These are the main takeaways you can immediately implement to strengthen and grow your business. Today's plan of action is create a CRM. CRM stands for Customer Relationship Management. HubSpot is a CRM. Keep, K-E-A-P, formerly Infusionsoft, is a CRM. MailChimp is a CRM. Go to a CRM, and I want you to do this. I want you to set a timer for two hours, 120 minutes. Put it on your calendar. Two hours. I just want you to play with it. Just play with it. Figure out how to create a lead generator that collects email addresses and then write a couple emails. Think of it as spending two hours playing around. Why? Because at the end of the two hours, you're going to have a CRM. <laughs> Not only are you going to have a CRM, 
you're going to know how to use one because they're not complicated. All, you're just intimidated because you, you've never done it. And unlike video games that you play around where, where you get points, the, sad, the very, very sad thing about playing around with the software at Keep is you don't get points. You get dollars. <laughs> you actually get dollars. And some of you are going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? And dollars, you can go buy points if you want points. Uh, you're going to make money. I mean, there are, there's a point system. Business is a game. It's a very competitive game. And there is a point system. It's called your profit and loss statement. It's called your bottom line. And you're, you're, you're going to get lots of points if you look at it that way, if you use a CRM. If you actually want to understand five other ways that we can make you a ton of money, my new book, How to Grow Your Small Business, comes out tomorrow. Now, if you're listening to this on Monday when it came out, comes out tomorrow. If you're listening to this after it came out, it's out. You can actually go to amazon.com and you can pick up how to grow your small business today. You know, the reality is nobody starts a business in order to run a business. That's never happened. Not a single person has ever started a business because they were so excited about running a business. They started a business because they loved the product. They started a business because they started noticing there was a problem in the marketplace that they could solve. They started a business because they wanted freedom. They started a business because they wanted to make more money. There's many, many reasons to start a business, but nobody actually started it because they wanted to run one. Therefore, they get into it and they don't know how to run one. And so 65% of them fail. 65% of them crash. I teach you how to run a business easily and simply in this book, How to Grow Your Small Business. Again, I love these episodes where I know that we are helping you grow your small business. So I know that we're helping you make a lot more money. Uh, next week, we're going to keep doing the same thing. I think it's as good as this week's episode, but we're going to keep growing your business. Make sure to listen next week. Thanks as always for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast, where we help you build your business like an airplane so you can fly far and fast. Next week, I'll show you step three to doubling your revenue. See you then.